What's up, guys? My name is Emerson, your favorite manic and melanated photographer. Hey, hey, this is Alex, or you can call me Peach, your local content creator and fruit enthusiast. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Faux Bros Podcast. Podcast. This is your go-to show for advice and experiences for content creators from two local photographers from the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. We also have our producer, Shane, and our writer, Juliet. Now let's dive right in. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had dry lips. That's on me. Okay, okay, now I'm good. Now I'm good. Is that when I have dry lips? I gotta start. I'm, next time I'm gonna bring chapstick. So, all right. <clears throat> Welcome to Jesus Christ Hotline, Emerson. You are live. What's up? And welcome to episode five. Yep. yep. Emerson, tell me, how are you doing today? We were on a bit of a hiatus, weren't we? I'm very tired. Just to give everybody some context, we were at a film festival party yesterday. Yeah. With our fellow hoes, photo hoes. And the bros. And the bros had to make an appearance. And we actually have an honorary folk bro with us today. Yes, we do. Our boy Amir. Hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, so Amir is another member of the photo hoes. <laughs> and he's been there for, I think... it. It feels like seven years to me. How long? How long have you actually? How long have we been? How long have you been part of the hose? Actually, actually, four years since 2019. Has it been four years? Yes. Dang, I was late to the party. No, I, I thought you were. <laughs> no, I really thought you were there since the very beginning. Like, uh, oh no, no, because I, I believe my very first meet with them was at, at Sunflower Field, or no, that, that, or was, that, that was that was not. It was I think it was Apple Orchard or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were at the Sunflower Field. That was my first time. Oh, okay. that was my first time. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. That's interesting. Huh. I thought you were there the whole time, but all right. But still, that's pretty good to know. Um, well, so well, welcome to the Fobros podcast. Now we're going to talk about another topic today, a very special topic that not a lot of people, it's, I would say, you can prove me wrong if you want, but I think it's very underrated part of photography, but it's also very, you know, well known in the, in the world of business. And that is real estate. Real estate photography, something oh, yeah. very, 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 I guess the right word is intricate. Intricate, useful, and essentially mandatory for the real estate business. Wow. Yeah. Very essential. Yeah. yeah you know, because it's a great way to just put yourself out there and also market like the different houses for all the agents out there and anyone who's actually willing to purchase a house in this uh, economy. Yeah, this economy is pretty bad right now. And these interest rates. Oh, my <laughs> oh <God>. yeah. Hi, <laughs> I work in real estate, so I hear a lot of things from my agents that I help manage your business, and it's bad. Yeah. I <laughs> I uh, I dabble, so I'm not too familiar with this. So luckily, we have two experts over here, Emerson I'm, and— I'm not an expert, but— Well, I well not, with, not with the photography part, <laughs> but, with, photography but with real part, estate, man. you know. You know, like, hey, like that house is uh, it's like twelve hundred dollars or something like that. I don't yeah, know, I can look at a house and pretty much kind of estimate the price just based on the current market yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But he's got the whole visual side, like the whole yeah. creative yeah, I'm side. Really of looking it. forward to hearing all the information you got today, man. Big time. Looking all forward right. to sharing. Yeah, sweet. Now we shall get into it. Now, first things first. You know what's very important: equipment and gear. Something we should like to dive into first in order to understand. What Amir has to go through on a, 
I guess on a daily basis or whenever it comes, like you have to do your stuff. And so it's important to dive into how, well, Amir gets into the whole real estate photography and videography sessions. So Amir, tell me, you brought some equipment and gear with you today. Yes. What exactly do you use? Like whenever it comes oh, I to- I cannot uh, wait to hear this. Yeah, to, 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 when it comes to all those real estate <laughs> shoots. Right. So when you're doing a real estate shoot, right, the three basic tools you need, a camera, a wide angle lens, and a tripod. Awesome. So I have my camera here. This is a, a Sony a7R 3 It's a nice. high resolution 42 megapixel camera. And this is pretty much what I use for all of my real estate shoots. And what I have attached to it is a Sigma 14 to 24. I love those Sigma lenses. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they're very affordable and they perform just about as good as any first party lens. So yeah, definitely nice. Sigma, nice. Tamron, you can never go wrong with those. Amazing. Yep. And so, yep. So as I was saying, you know, this is a 14 to 24 because one of the most important aspects of real estate photography is to capture the space like as wide as you can. Because, you know, which is a bit different from, let's say, portraiture where you are focusing mostly on the model itself, right? But yep. with real estate photography, you want to basically capture everything. And so that's where a wide angle lens comes into play. And these are like all the essentials, right? Like for you, like, so you do a lot of uh, photography, but do you ever do videos when it comes to actually showing the house? Like, you know, like the whole thing or I guess even specifically the interior. I basically do uh, right now previews of homes like with video, basically like doing walkthroughs of them. I'm dabbing into more into video in the sense of actually showcasing things like highlights, exteriors, interiors. You know, I'm basically trying to develop that as a product for like two minute reels, things like that. Hmm. Nice. Now, excuse me for acting like a child here, but <laughs> what is that? Oh, this is a flash. Oh, yeah, so pretty much that? flashes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, so wow. flashes. It's a flash. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little double take for a minute. <laughs> yep. So uh, flashes are a very important tool for real estate photography. I know not everyone might use a flash, but they can come in handy, especially for certain scenarios, or especially if a room is dark for whatever reason. Because sometimes, yeah. if you go into a property, it might not have a lot of natural light coming through, or you might not have any artificial light sources. In certain rooms, so yeah. having a flash is always good to have. So yeah. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. And that's actually very important, yeah. Although when it comes to like shooting the rooms, you know, to make sure there's a good amount of light in the whole room, mm -hmm. do you just depend on that flash or do you use any other types of like strobes or any other type of uh, studio type of flash? And in addition, do you also use any reflectors? Or do you just depend on like the walls, especially if they're white? So basically what I do is for most of my real estate photography, I actually use an HDR process. Interesting. Which, which if you're not familiar with that, how you do it with real estate photography is that you put the camera and lens on a tripod, you hold it still, and you take different bracketed shots at different exposure levels. Oh, wow. Usually about two stops apart. I, I like to do five different shots of like the same angle and then what you do is you then use a certain software like Lightroom, Photoshop, Photomatix to blend them all together and what's great about that is that doing that HDR blending allows you to pull out information 
from both shadows and highlights to help create a more evenly balanced photo. And in certain cases, right, you can also use flash, which usually I would say gives off the best results because just for an example, right, you might have certain situations where, you know, you're going into a house and you see the lights and you notice that all the lights have like different colors or they're like very orange. And if you usually take a photo, you know, with that light cast and you look back at it, right? Even if you do white balancing, you might notice different like color casts all over like ceilings, walls and whatnot. And what's handy with a flash, especially if you're using an off-camera flash that you point up to the ceiling, you're basically bouncing off a neutral point because most ceilings tend to be white, right? So when you're bouncing the light off of the ceiling, then that white light basically then comes onto the scene and it helps to drown out those ugly like color casts. So usually if I'm noticing a situation where, you know, the lights are just very orange or like the photo is just going to look like orange, yellow or whatnot, then I'll pull out a flash, do a basic ambient shot that would provide like a even exposure. Then I'll take out the flash and then do a shot with it pointing up at the ceiling where the ceiling then bounces light back into the scene. And, wow. and that, so I'm, much I'm learning right now. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. And I'm actually looking to it, at some point replace that because what I've noticed is that it's less time that you have to spend in post-production because with HDR, you know, since you don't really have that light, you know, bouncing off since you're just doing bracketed shots, sometimes you have to manually go in, select like ceilings or select certain things and do like manual saturation adjustments. So it, it, it can take time, especially if it's a photo with like a lot of color cast. But uh, with the flash technique, which by the way, they usually call it flambient in the real estate photography industry, right? Uh, flambient? Flambient, yeah, because it's where you take your ambient shot that's evenly exposed and then you take the flash shot. So it's like flash ambient together and you get flambient. Oh, sounds like interesting. Sounds like flamboyant to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, I guess you could say, you know, it gives you very flamboyant results in a sense. Cause... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it helps, you know, to remove the color cast and it also helps to preserve color accuracy with furniture because especially if you have let's say an agent who stages a property right they might want certain colors to stay intact so that's where having that flash to bounce off the ceiling really helps to preserve all like the accurate colors it's nice nice and but that's but is that specifically if the walls and everything they're all white right like what if someone colored it like let's say it's a dark green or a blue or and whatever like that would that affect the light in some way or do you have to like readjust something in order to make sure you know like the light is reflected well right well i guess it depends because i know with a room that's mostly neutral um especially even if you're just doing like hdr then you don't really have to deal with many color casts especially if the lights are relatively like all white because you're having like different light that's bouncing off of neutral points. So there isn't really a lot to correct in those situations. But yes, if let's say you're in a room and you see, oh, this room has red walls or blue walls, right? 
And especially if you know you have natural light coming through, bouncing off of the wall, then you might start noticing that the light from those walls will start bouncing around like on the ceiling. And then that's where you start to see those color casts. Yeah. And and then with the flash, right, you if you use it, then that essentially helps to eliminate that because the white like point of like the ceiling at that point is the main source of lighting. There, there see this I'm is speechless. like I know this is like <laughs> there's so much to take in whenever it comes to or to know and or when it comes to doing real estate. Like I dabble with it at one point, but I'm like, damn, this sucks. Like not the actual thing, but like the photos I took, you know. And maybe even the whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it because like I don't know like is this like I like to like shoot like you know nature or people and all that but with houses is this something like I don't know it's like so much to take in because you're inside right right and then you're it's like the whole thing is a subject not one little thing in a little small space and that's what really like just gets to me is it just baffles me too it's just it's crazy to just think about all right so you told us a lot about the inside the uh-huh. inside workings now so how about capturing the outside. Like every house is different, right? Right, and then we. But you also have like the shed. You have the backyard. You got the like the the front yard. You got the all the sides of the house. The top of it, like so. How do you work on that, or how do you deal with that? Right. So when it comes to exteriors, you basically have to work with what you have. Mm. You know, because there isn't really a lot you can do in terms of like you. You can't exactly let's say like move the sun's angle. <laughs> you know, to to get the optimal lighting. Yeah. You know, because I guess usually you can ask an agent, hey, uh, do you know, you know where the sun might shine at a certain point in time? But that it's but that's usually a hassle to do. And it, it's usually best just to, you know, work with what you can at that moment. That's true. So I know with exteriors, one thing you want to try to avoid if you can is to avoid shooting directly into the sun because then that's where you get your glare. Oh yeah. You know <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes like I don't know, for us I know glares they're either beneficial or it's it sometimes just Destroys a whole thing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, for yeah. real estate photography, glare is a no go. So, yeah. <laughs> like ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. So, I, I mean, of course, depending on the time of day you're shooting, you probably can't really avoid it. So, you know, you could you know, shoot as best as you can and go into Photoshop, Lightroom to try to make certain edits to remove or adjust glare if you have to. One of my key uh, tenets of shooting exteriors essentially is to do things like shoot the front door, get at least three different angles of the front of the house, get three different angles of the back of the house, and then get a few of the yard space. Perfect. That sounds perfect. That's, wow. And you you definitely want to shoot as wide as possible because especially if you have a house that has a it's on like a massive lot because I've I've done quite a few homes where you have this smaller house and it's like surrounded by acres and acres of land, so that's when you definitely want to go back and you know do some shots where you can just capture just about everything you can right. So if you're like so if it has like a huge backyard, you know, go all the way to the back, shoot towards the house, show off just how expansive it is because agents love to emphasize the size of their properties and yeah, the, and the and, the and and the larger that you can make it look the happier they will be <laughs> although does it ever i mean that's 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 still interesting to me because you, you obviously you want to make everything look well 
bigger right right yeah you do your best to make sure you make that appear on like the website if there's any prints out there for like giving up putting it out in the mail and all that like Mm -hmm. you want to make sure all that's just really i don't know luxurious i guess exactly yeah yeah you want to make a two hundred thousand dollar home look like a million dollar house essentially yep yeah because pictures don't disappoint you know if you done if done right they will not disappoint but sometimes they can well the Sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not with a mirror, though. No, with a mirror. no, no, not with a mirror. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with an expert here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I know uh, what we, Emerson and I talked about in the past. We use Adobe. Shout out to Adobe because they provide all these different apps. Mm-hmm. We have Photoshop, right? We have Lightroom. That's, that's my combination there. If Same. you want to do video, Pre- Pre- Premiere Pro. Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, there's other ones you can do, like DaVinci Resolve and all that. But I'm guessing here you use Photoshop and Lightroom specifically for this, right? Yeah. So if I'm doing like the basic editing, I'll open up Lightroom. I'll apply the you know the preset because that you know having a preset definitely saves a bunch of time and it also helps to maintain Ooh. a consistency in yeah. your work. Always you make a that, preset, guys. guys. Yeah. Build your brand. Save it as a preset. Preset. Use those presets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More time. Use it. Okay. Use it. You were saying? Yeah, so I'll go in the Lightroom. I'll load the presets because the, the preset does a, a few of the same things, right? It boosts shadows, reduces some highlights, and reduces a little bit of the orange and yellows because when it comes to different color casts, that tends to be the most common color like for casting. So I'll do slight desaturations of orange and yellows while still keeping everything looking like rich and saturated. Yeah, nice. and so I'll do that and then... If I have, let's say, a request to do certain Photoshopping, like let's say an agent wants to remove an object, I'll open up Photoshop, use Remove Tool, use Clone Stamp, and hey, now of course now we have generative AI, so that should make things oh, yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's, it's some it helps sometimes, right? Have you ever actually have you dabbled with AI? I recently? have not dabbled with the generative AI yet. But Would you ever? I want to. Oh, it's I just amazing. don't really have any photos that I need to. Well, so. yeah. See, that's what I thought too. And then yeah. I took up, and I remember I had this shoe with the model. Uh-huh. We did it in the lake, and then there was a good sky in the top. And I said, you know what? Let's make a little Pandora, right? Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know the reference, if you watched Avatar, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just did a generative fill of Jupiter or a planet or whatever in the sky. Oh wow! And then I changed the blending mode to screen. Uh-huh. And yeah. You got Pandora right there, and she's look, and the model's looking at it. Wow! Yeah, so that's, that's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, but there's so much stuff you can do. I was just playing around here. Yeah, but you use AI sometimes with the real estate, right? Or do you just use it as like an emergency situation? I use it sometimes, just depending on the complexity of the edit, because I found that in some cases it's actually easier to use generative AI because it, it's quicker. So let's say if I need to remove something, you know, and if it might take extra time to do like manual clone stamping. Then I'll just whip up generative AI, wait through for the results, and yeah, just go with that. And what about if any like enhancements, like enhancing the actual images, or like retouching and enhancing? If you ever do any of that, in terms of retouching, you know, I guess object removal, I guess would fall under that for real estate photography. You know, if you want to remove certain things, right, like objects, cords. Because I know, I know I have some agents who just for some reason they cannot stand seeing like electric cords anywhere. <laughs> So yeah, they'll ask, hey, just that are like that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they'll ask, you know, hey, can you please remove this and whatnot? So yeah. So I, you know, I'll do that. And then I also, no, we haven't touched on it yet, but 
I'll also do some like virtual staging if a agent requests it. Interesting. So, okay. so for that, what I do is I use a software called ApplyDesign.io. It's a, a website that you can access and it has like a large catalog of different furniture pieces and they're like 3D modeled with like high resolution renders. And what's nice about it too is that this program essentially looks at the uh, lighting source, right? Or, or like the lighting levels of each photo. And it uses that to adjust light casts and shadow casts of the furniture, which I, I thought is, is pretty smart, you know, for to do that because it helps to make it look more natural. And so, so, yeah, so I'll go in there, I'll go through the catalog, I'll share it, I'll say, hey, let me know out of these furniture pieces, what do you want to use, right? So I go in there, or I, sh I share the list with them, they pick. And then I just go to town. I you know, put the furniture everywhere and then I send it back. I, I can just picture of what that would look like. And it just blows my mind. It is. <laughs> I know, but, and then this app, I haven't even heard of it. This is like, the future, man. Yeah, how do you find these apps? <laughs> it's a handy thing. You, you may have heard of it. It's called Google, right? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Google. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because I... Wow. <laughs> Wow, uh, but yeah, because yeah, y'all guys don't don't see it, but I sent some sass here, but I think, it's, <laughs> but it was well it was well deserved <laughs> because yeah. oh, but yeah, but it's yeah, but, but no sass here really because I I've I've used Google for like basically looking up different questions that I have right like mm -hmm. and like for researching different products you know because I go in asking okay what's the a best product for virtual staging you know for this or that things like that and that's that's why I learned about apply design. It's relatively cheap for business purposes. It's like $10 a photo. Oh, and nice. you can pretty much make unlimited revisions to it. Interesting. You know, so, so especially if you say you do staging, right? And then an agent gives you feedback saying, hey, can you adjust this? Can you change that? Well, you can go back into the platform and you won't have to pay to do a revision. I see. And so when it comes to actually making the... Uh like I know you say so you talk with the real estate agents, but right, and but so how does exactly does it work? Do you communicate mostly with them or the property owner or both? Because then maybe each wants a something. When when it comes to actually making the like the product, you know, making sure you make it look luxurious, right? The real estate agent wants to make it look like it's a million dollars, like you said, right, right. But does a property owner ever have a say in any of that? Or do you ever do they ever demand something or require they they ask for something? Well, typically you speak with the real estate agent when you're talking about the goal for the photo shoot, right? Like what you want captured, how you want it captured. I know if I've had sometimes where the property owner will talk to the agent and request certain things, and then the agent would then just let me know, you know, just what they want. But typically when you're on a shoot, the agent is who you're usually having that communication with. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Which I, I kind of figured mm -hmm. because I, I assumed that the owner might say something like, you know, like, Hey, you know, I don't want it like this and this and that, but they're just, they're the owner, you know, they're going to sell it to someone else. Right. Or, right. Which I understand now. Yeah. But, but when it comes to those clients, like do, are they all, is like the interaction, the communication, is it always good? Or was there ever a moment where you're like, Oh, or the client was just really, really bad at not only communication, but also making sure that uh, 
Well, make it feel like, you know, you have your way of doing it. But if they ever <laughs> try to... Oh, Lord. You know, how do I put this? Right. Save me, Emerson. How do I put this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, okay, okay. So, I don't know where you're but, going with this. Okay, man. okay. Yeah, no, I try to find a really positive spin on this, but I'm yeah. just going to say it. Okay. Are there ever moments where your clients just feel like they're not really agreeing to the agreement that you guys agreed on? <laughs> should i rephrase should i rephrase that? <laughs> i don't know so of all with all the of all the clients you worked with are there any negative experiences that you had maybe where they didn't abide by the contract or or kind of you know butted into your business and so on right well i will say that for the mass majority of my clients i've haven't had any problems with them uh they've all been relatively kind uh very happy with my work you know but I will say there is a particular client, you know, who I shall not name, who okay. is kind of the polar opposite, you know, a client that's kind of particular about certain things, pretty anxious, complains a lot, always, you know, <laughs> we all, we've, all, we've all had that. Yeah, we've all oh my experienced that. Yeah, just, just asking, why is it like this? You know, why is it like that? And of course, you know, as a real estate photographer, right, basically my job is to go there and shoot the property as it is, you know, because yeah. essentially it's the client's responsibility to make the property look the way they want it, stage it the way they want. So anything that leads to that, you know, I, I can't really help with that. And yes, yeah, so, so I've had that. And then the same person basically has had cases where they'll complain about something like, well, the picture isn't wide enough even though i'll say well i have a wide angle lens here like did you not see it things like that lol yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and then but, but what i think happens is that this particular person likes to look for certain things wrong because sometimes at the end of certain like i'll just say feedback they try to get discounts Oh, and so, <laughs> yeah, and I'll say this applies to portraiture as well. But, you know, when you're shooting a property or, or shooting anything, really, you tell the client, hey, you know, I'm going to shoot with you or I'm going to shoot, you know, whatever you want at the best of my ability. Though I can't really guarantee you'll be 100 percent satisfied with everything, but you can be assured that I will try my best. Right. And, you know, if. Let's say there's something you don't like about them, you know, then it's unfortunate, you know, sorry about that, but no refunds, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a big one. Something right. to remember, no refunds, guys. Because exactly. clearly, because I know for us, you know, you yeah. and I, like we have our, mm -hmm. we have our certain set of rules. We have a certain set of like, well, you know, business tactics and all that. And, yeah. you know, the way we do things. Like obviously, like if we get paid and then to do what we do best, it's like, like would you would you ever go through with a whole refund? Like, but if you I've had people ask for a refund before when I was charging. Well, I used to charge like all the time, but now I'm doing mostly collabs. And when yeah. I was doing stuff, when I was doing photography for income, and I would send them their photos, they're all like, "I don't like the way this looks," and I'm all like, "This is my branding. Did you not take the time to look at my portfolio?" And right. see if you even want to work with me or did you just see photographer and thought <laughs> I can just edit anything the way you wanted to. 
That's right. not how I operate. <laughs> I have a brand to keep going out there and I'm not going to change up my brand for one person. So I think people need to do research and also people need to realize no photographer is perfect. Right, right. Even yeah. our even our favorite photographers are still out here learning. Yeah, I mean, I know we're all still <laughs> learning. I mean, if you guys yeah. ever grew up with Hannah Montana, she said nobody's yeah. perfect. Oh my gosh, it's I'm true. It's <laughs> true. Do you, are you gonna prove? You're gonna yeah, tell man. me I'm wrong? Like, you're, you're, like, you're yeah, not yeah, wrong. Man. Nobody's Montana, perfect, bro. Okay, and that's how you learn that beautiful lesson growing up. Nobody's perfect. Okay, but moving on, exactly. one thing I think we should talk about, or you know, you should mention, is mm-hmm. something that not a lot of people, I guess, think about. Right, but the legal part legal copyrights and so on like you know all the aspects of it right Um, right people should be aware of it you know like property releases and all that so what like what how exactly do you go go about doing that well basically when it comes to my photos right i give clients a you could say like a non-transferable right to use their photos for advertising any whatever promotion they want for you know, putting on flyers, their website, social media, things like that. So I, I typically don't, I would say I don't necessarily care much about how they use it as, as long as, you know, they don't just mess it up with a bunch of like filters or, oh, yeah, or, yeah, or, or just make oh. it look completely unpresentable because I wouldn't want someone to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause Emma, like, yeah. Cause, cause like, because I know sometimes agents, they might see photos and they say, Ooh, who took this photo? And then, you know, they'll say, hey, uh, so-and-so took this, right? So I, I wouldn't want to run to a situation where someone just completely unbeautifies my photos and then says, oh, hey, uh, Amir took these. And like, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Peach and I actually had a discussion about this on, I think, was it two episodes ago? About people when we send pictures out and they put an uh, Instagram filter on it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> so that's funny you bring that up. Yeah, it's just, yeah, but it's just like so... Ridiculous that if they just do that, because I had one guy, he did it to a photo I took of him and his girlfriend. And then, like, and you know what's funny about that? He they put the filter, knowing mm-hmm. it. And then in the comment and the caption, he's like, sorry, Alex. I'm like, what? what, what? <laughs> it's just crazy how they do it with real estate, though. Yeah. As well, they would, like, re, like, re-edit it a certain way. To their liking, I just think that and then why pay all that money? Yeah, no, like because if I look at a picture of do all that stuff just for you to come and just ruin the picture, yeah, like it's right. just, if, you see, <laughs> if you take a good photo of the inside and then there's like at sunset or something, you can see the the rays of sun coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why would someone need to alter that? You know, like turn it blue or something. Like, you know, you don't. They don't there's no point in doing that. Exactly, it's exactly. as good as it is. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, and then oh, also when it comes to copyright, although it's I believe it's automatic, but you essentially always hold the rights of the photos and you want to make it clear that your use of photos is not permitted unless a client actually pays for it uh-huh. because otherwise you might have a situation where, you know, an agent, for some reason, they'll just go ahead, right? You give them the photos before, before they pay, they'll put them online and then you're just forever chasing them. For your check is like, hey, yeah. could you just pay me like anytime soon, please? Yeah. And then like they just go missing in action. <laughs> but and yeah, but that's where uh, having certain management systems come in handy because I, when it comes to real estate photography, I actually have a platform that's called uh, Ario, and what it is, it's essentially a photo upload slash client management platform. 
So what you can do is you can upload photos right to this platform. And then you can also set up things like scheduling. So that way, you know, if an agent wants to speak or schedule a photo shoot with you, right, mm -hmm. then they don't necessarily have to call you up and say, hey, I'm interested in a photo shoot. Can you do it at this time, at this day, at this place? Instead, what you can do is you can set it up to where you can make it like a marketplace. So that way, an agent can go directly to your link. They can enter the address, the uh, day and time that they prefer, and any other notes or things that they just want to, they just want you want you to be aware of, right? And they do that, and you get a notification saying that so and so ordered photography at this day and time, and and that's it. Because I know uh, with agents, you know, they want things to be quick, right? As I, I'm, I'm sure you know, Emerson, you know, agents basically they want like to list their photos like yesterday, right? <laughs> they're on a time crunch most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much like they're all the way, especially by contracts where they yeah. have to list at a certain day. Exactly. So, so, so they pretty much wanna make sure that they have a way of just ordering photos as soon as possible. And if you have like a platform like that, or you can even use something like HD Photo Hub where they can go on and schedule a shoot without really having to contact you first, mm -hmm. then it, it just makes things so much more convenient. And what's also really great about these platforms is that you can essentially lock downloads until they pay. So when they go onto their portal, because you know they can make an account where they can have like access to all their listings and things like that. Yeah. So you can pretty much put the photos on a portal. When they open it, they see like previews of the photos, right? Sometimes they, they might be watermarked mm -hmm. and they'll pretty much be instructed to make a payment in order to unlock the ability to download the photos. So with that, that means that an agent is going to be more persistent in actually paying you because they know that, well, they have to do it in order to get their photos. So if you're getting into real estate photography, that's definitely... A, a good thing to look into because it reduces a lot of headaches. But I will say, just going more onto the copyright issue, there is one thing that that particular client that I was talking about, somehow they did it. I, I have to look into what they've done. But this person apparently did not want to pay for the photos because for some reason they thought that it wasn't, like like the room size wasn't large enough. Even though I said, this is the lens I've been using, like the 14 millimeter, like yeah. forever. Like th this is how like my photos have always looked. Why are you just randomly complaining about the width of the photo? <laughs> this is essentially- Why are you complaining? Yeah, this is essentially how, like how I've always shot. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so I just told them nicely, but bluntly, right? Hey, I'm sorry you're unsatisfied, but if you want any of these photos, you're going to have to make the payment. And if you make the payment, then- you'll get the original high-res files. So I did that thinking, okay, this person will eventually pay, right? I'll say about a few days later, I noticed this person hadn't made a payment or clicked to download the photos, right? So I'm wondering, hmm, like what's going on? So I just, I had a hunch for some reason to look up the listing mm -hmm. that I did photos for. And I went on Zillow just to open it up. And the first image that I see is a extremely low res thumbnail size. Oh no! Image, yeah, a, 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 a like image of like one that I virtually staged. 
And so somehow this, I, I, yeah, so apparently somehow this client, I'm guessing they right clicked save as on the thumbnail. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they ha. downloaded it and I'm like ha I laugh at this? that like what the that's heck? hilarious yeah I wasn't and I, I wasn't even all that mad at that point I was just I was just perplexed I was like <laughs> and I, I was a little amused I'm like really because uh, especially because when you look at the other photos mm -hmm. there's a clear difference between the one that they downloaded the uh, thumbnail for and the ones that have the original you know high res size to them so. So I contacted this person and I said, hi, I noticed that you uploaded this image that you did not pay for. Take it down, please, because it's against my policy and it infringes on copyright. And if you don't take it down, I'm going to have to contact your broker. Oh. <laughs> so it's, so that was, that was crazy. That was literally the first time I've ever had that happen. <laughs> Which, and which I honestly, I didn't think anyone would even have the goal to even attempt that because why would you just show off a low res thumbnail size? It's, it's completely blurry. Like you can barely make out any details. Oh my God. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you, you know? So, why? so yeah, I'm still basically dealing with that. So we'll see how it goes. Cause it's, cause really, as far as I know, this person doesn't really have much of a legal standing <laughs> and I I could pretty much reporter, but I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be nice. I'm going to be professional. I'm going to do what I can to resolve the issue. Yeah, and you know I'll just have to see where it goes from there. <laughs> As you should. Amen to that. Yeah, and that's where you know having things like terms of service can be good because it, at the very least it helps to deter certain agents from being mis dishonest. Because pretty much with real estate photography, you don't necessarily have standard contracts, or it's not very typical to have like a release in like in the same sense as you would for like a portrait shoot. But you might have like terms of service on like your order form, on like your invoice, or on your website, just to make it clear. So that way, if anyone attempts something, you'll say, "Excuse me, these are my terms. Don't you dare." <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. It, it. I mean, you know, as, aside from that. Right, right. You, like, what would you say are interesting differences and similarities with portraits and real estate? Because I know you've done both. Right. Yeah. Yes. For those who don't know, Amir is actually not only is he a real estate photographer, but he also takes some nice portraits. Amazing portraits. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, what would you say? It's like, you know, similarities, differences, or, you know, if you maybe one's more fun, the other one's more, you know, more business type and so on. Well, I will say when it comes to real estate photography, the process, I would say when, you know, the property is ready, you know, when the, you know, the agents and the homeowners make sure that everything looks nice or whatnot, it tends to be a bit more relaxed, especially when you're going to a property where the agent and owner are not there and they mm -hmm. just give you like a, a key to go. Yep. And basically it, it, it can be very relaxing because you can just basically go in, like put in your headphones and just just cruise on through the house uninterrupted, shoot, you know, the, the different angles inside and outside and yeah, and, and, and have a good time. And of course, with portraiture, you know, it's more involved because you're, you're always communicating with, you know, your subject and whatnot, you know, to try to get them in their best light. And, you know, sometimes with real estate photography, they just will sometimes be there along with the homeowner. And so they might make a few suggestions on certain things 
And yeah, pretty much uh, when it comes to interactions with clients from real estate photography, you definitely want to be, I wouldn't necessarily say upbeat where you have to be like really smiling, like, hi, hi, I'm so happy to work with you, you know, but yeah. just, <laughs> but just be friendly, be attentive, especially if it's your first time working with the agent, because you know, that, that first impression really matters because if they really enjoy the service that you brought, then they're likely to hire you again. Yeah, yeah. that is for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I guess just briefly on things like techniques, you know, cause with like portrait photography, right? Typically yeah. you're working with you know, shallower depth of fields because the like, like the model is the subject of it, right? So you have a shallow depth of field or whatnot. You might have some artistic shots where you might go more environmental, but usually it's it's always the model that's the subject. Where with real estate photography, uh, you pretty much want to capture everything. So what that means is having a much uh, larger depth of field. So you want to maybe shoot it like f8 to make sure that everything's in focus and and yeah and just you know shoot wide always you know un unless you have uh, a request to do like certain feature shots where you might zoom in a bit to maybe highlight a certain feature like a fireplace or something else that could be a selling point for the property but yeah in most cases you're shooting wide with a with small aperture essentially yeah, see, I usually stick with the whole portraits or shooting people, yeah. Because, like, real estate is just something, like, I, I could try it, but I could never get into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. How do you feel, Emerson? It's a whole different ball game when yeah. it comes to that, and I'm just so set in my ways. I don't <laughs> think I would have the time or the energy to learn something just totally. That does not mean it's that, not interesting. That does not mean it's, yeah. Exactly what Pete yeah, said. Yeah, because I, right, right. I don't know. Kudos to you because there's so much in there that I don't even know if I could just deal with. Mm -hmm. But but it's, but it's the pictures always turn out amazing. I mean, at least from what I've seen in different like real estate flyers and so on. Like mm -hmm. I assume yours are probably like equally fantastic. Yeah, that, you know? That's what I strive for. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we, Emerson and I, like I don't know about you, Emerson, but I learned so much today. Like holy bleep. My mind is blown. So, Amir, thank you. Yes, thank you again. You know, for coming, yeah, taking man, the time, coming at, uh, over here, and then talking to us about all this. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad I could come to share my knowledge. Yeah. No. Like, hopefully, we That's can have right. you. I can have you over again because we never know what we're going to talk about. So many topics out there. Yeah, but I'd be looking forward to it. Sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, this has been another great episode of the Faux Pros Podcast, and we will be back soon. We'll see you next episode, guys. Peace. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Faux Bros Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Faux Bros Podcast and follow us on X slash Twitter at Faux Bros.